Welcome to the Conspiracy Therapy Podcast with Ryan, Larry, Joshua, and the Aluma Mommy herself, Miss April. And on today's episode, ladies and gentlemen, part two of our best of episodes. It's amazing. We actually got Tina Turner to set up in the Shoop Kitchen studio with all her bandmates and actually play that song for us. I think Ike's at the door. Uh, Lock it. Don't fast. answer it. Go out the back door. Tina just dove through a window. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are here today to talk about nothing because we're going to play clips of ourselves <laughs> yeah. for the past year. This is the season one closer. And, uh, on this part two of uh, t- uh, our best of, uh, my my fearless, beautiful co-hosts have picked some sweet, 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 sweet clips to play for you. And I can't wait to hear them because actually I don't really know what, what they are. I mean, I saw little hints in the messenger, but they I just saw tracer lines because I was always blackout drunk when I saw it. So, um <laughs> Josh, you're you're heading up the clips. So, what are we going to start with? Well, first and foremost, I want everyone to know a little secret about this here pod family. You remember, guys, when we did a little uh, Grand Rapids Comic Con? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, we we had ourselves a nice little party, and mm. it was great. We uh, had everybody stay the night because we got really drunk that night, mm-hmm. and we were like, "This was great, guys. Let's let's do this again." And like, when should we do this? I know. Let's do it on New Year's. Yeah, why wouldn't you do it on New Year's? Mm-hmm. Oh, and so everyone was free. Oh boy. Yeah, and. So we had made this plan, and lo and behold, we got backstabbed, ladies and gentlemen. That was my fault. Flake Tastic Ryan flaked out again. Yeah. Call him Captain Cornflake. <laughs> yeah, he's flaky like a pot pie crust. Mm, that sounds good. Yeah, buttery flaky Ryan. Mm, you, do, so, you just want to eat me. <laughs> mm, you want to mm. eat me. <laughs> 
All right. So next year I'll be here. You guys heard that. That's on recording. Ryan is saying on record that he will be here next year. And if he's not, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to send the Cuban Air Force after his ass. All right. Roll it. Among the most elaborate schemes was to create an incident which will demonstrate convincingly that a Cuban aircraft has attacked and shot down a chartered civil airliner en route from the United States to Uh, Jamaica. Everybody fears the Cuban Air Force. You want jerk chicken? I was imagining paper airplanes. <laughs> Throw it in the oscillating fan. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> We've got great cigars, my friend. Here we go. Here's the Cuban Air Force. It's a flock of geese. <laughs> oh, there's shit all over my car. <laughs> the po- carpet bombing my clean car. <laughs> Okay, so it's a no, it's a war of annoyance. <laughs> you just have to run so far away. So they were going to use unscheduled <laughs> flights to make. They were going to do this. It's like this is a hundred percent evil. Lemon, sir, this fuck yes. and the Joint Chiefs worked out a complex <laughs> deception. It's so complex. It's and so complex. <laughs> so complex. <laughs> It's like it sounds like a that's that's how I think uh what's the guy with the blonde tips, the the cook, the TGI Fridays guy that like oh, d- frick, dives um, Guy Fieri? Guy Fieri. That's how Guy Fieri talks in like private to his friend. I like pudding. <laughs> S'mores, anybody? Yep, I'm telling you. An aircraft at Elgin Air Force Base would be painted and numbered as an exact duplicate for a civil registered aircraft belonging to CIA or CGA, sorry, which is another acronym for some random uh, like Delta or something. Proprietary organization in the Miami area. At a designated time, duplicate the duplicate would be substituted for the actual civil aircraft and would be landed with the selected passengers all boarded under carefully prepared aliases. So they were going to basically kill. They were now granted they were going to use a drone. Mm -hmm. There was a there. They had drones (laughs) to to use. Well, have you ever seen remote controls back then? That would be an awfully long cord that would have to be connected (laughs) to that plane. (laughs) The guy running underneath it. (laughs) The plane, the plane. And you see this guy is like in a car, Running. just like jet a car <laughs> with a cable. <laughs> he's got a. He looks like Star oh, Wars. He's the plane's a, only turning with streets because it's the only he's way. He's got can a control. controller the yeah. size of an RV, just yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> got a guy standing on the up panel. Oh Lord. Okay, so finally, there was a plan to make it appear that the communist Cuban. MRGs, which is their fighter pilots or planes, fighter fighter pilots, were destroyed. A United States Air Force aircraft over international waters in an unprovoked attack. So, with Snoopy on top of a on top of his doghouse. Okay, so they were going to try to make it look like the one fighter pilot from Cuba shot down a United States Air totally Force believable. aircraft. 
I, it's hard to wrap my brain around already because I'm just picturing like that's a it's a lot of pedaling for that uh, Cuban pilot to do. Is that a Wright Brothers like stock point? Yeah. Yeah. In a slingshot. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just picturing this guy with a Cuban cigar in his mouth and he's holding like jerk chicken in his other hand because he's, he's been to Jamaica a few times and he needs the fucking fart power to blow his plane. He just crashes into the side of a gigantic death destroyer. Oh, he sunk my battleship. All right, so... At 2.30 on the afternoon of Tuesday, March Initiating turbo boosters. On March 1962, Lemonitzer went over the last-minute details of Operation Northwoods with his covert action chief, Brigadier General William H. Craig. Wow. Operation Northwoods episode. Very fun. Very Very scary. scary. Yeah. Well, it's uh, another reminder that your government is kind of not necessarily looking out for you. They scumbags. But they're better interests. And And the uh, best part is they're using your money to do it. Exactly. That's another reason why I love doing this show, mostly because... Sometimes it's nice that, and similar to the Franklin cover-up episode, something that we know is basically 100% true, it's mm-hmm. nice to bring people's attention to this yeah. sort of stuff. So, If it wasn't for Kennedy, they probably would have gone through. They took care of him, though. Yep, they sure did. Future episode? Maybe. Possibly. Mm, maybe. Maybe. Foreshadowing. Okay. Foreskinning. Ooh. Foreplay. Sounds Jewish. What foreplay? Um, yeah, foreskin, not foreplay. Oh, okay. They're missing say, out. Or do, no, we're the. Ones do we know Jews? Out. Do Jews do My foreplay? Are they into like? You think I'm like sitting there at Christmas going so? Do you guys uh, like to suck each other off? Yeah, or? exactly. <laughs> so uh, you go down Z's or uh, is your favorite game do you Stardew stay- Valley? No. <laughs> I'm assuming it's a video game. All right. Pull the Thunderbird over. We need to go to another clip. All right. You know what I noticed when we were playing that last clip, dudes? What's that? Was that Ryan has a tendency to mispronounce a lot of words. What are you talking about, James? Josh. Yeah. I wish it was only that subtle. That didn't seem forced at all. No. <laughs> Best times are when it's Shut not. Up. And God Shut knows up, that, Lucas. that happens every 30 seconds. And there was one specific oh, episode boy. in which that happened a lot. And it took all of us not to pee our pants from laughing. I mean, it started out that sleep, way. At the end, we were sleep like paralysis, paralysis. I can say the word paralysis about time. I, the curse has been lifted. Okay. About six months too late. <laughs> Play it, please. And on today's episode, we deal, we delve into the mysterious creepy world of sleep paralysis he meant paralysis oh, right man. no he meant paralysis you know what he has he has tongue paralysis because <laughs> I said sleep paralysis and <laughs> night terrors <laughs> You're having mouth tears. I do have mouth tears. Okay. <laughs> Before we kind of break sleep paralysis down. Oh boy. 
have to break okay. that down syllable by syllable for you is how we're going to have to break that down. Uh, we'll start with P. It goes P. P. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't understand why I couldn't change it. It's like paralysis. I can't paralyze this. Uh, excuse me, sir. Did paralyze. You- did you say you wanted paralysis? Shot? Thank you. Paralysis. Shot. Paralysis. Paralysis. I'm I'm good. Sleep paralysis. Shit. It's all going wrong when I say the word sleep first. If that's if that's what I experienced and that is similar to something you experienced, you're not alone because over three million people actually suffer some from sleep paralysis. Paralysis. I did it again. Paralysis. <laughs> Paralysis, sleep paralysis. Over three million people suffer from sleep paralysis. Shit. Again, I will say this, and I can't believe I can't say the word paralysis without saying just, it that way. Just call it sli- Christopher Reeves of the dreams. <laughs> Christopher. <laughs> this is where it gets really fucking creepy. Actually, um, sleep paralysis. <laughs> Can involve hallucinations. <laughs> I, it's like I can't stop. <laughs> Sleep paralysis, Ryan. This is you in the future trying to smack you in the back of the head. Okay. Gosh. We'll ask him again in 20 minutes. That was right. one sh- just half a show because the other half, you at that point, you... You literally say, I'm just going to start calling it night tears. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't stand it anymore. I was just so fed up because I, I had to keep saying it in order to reference what we were talking about. So it just pissed me off. Oh, man. Sometimes mouths just decide to shut the fuck up and break down. Well, and that kind of stuff will happen when you're tired or you can't enunciate or you drink too much. And you know where you can drink too much, dudes? The bar. And you know what happens when uh, you get a couple people going to the bar? You get some crazy shit that happens. What if... On this week's episode, we're going to do a... We're going to do a quick kind of synopsis of what... And and again, we don't don't necessarily pertain this to just Jersey Devils. Right. I mean, this... We're all-encompassing. We like to have all of our, our of our friends involved. All of our cryptids in a row. Exactly. So this week we're going to think of what if a cryptid ordered a drink at a dive bar? Okay. So I think we're all familiar with dive bars. <laughs> a little too familiar. We'll, we'll yeah, need yeah. one of us to play a bartender and the other to play the suspected cryptid. April, you look like you could be a bartender. I'm a I'm a halfway decent bartender. Oh, okay. All right. Right on. Larry, you look cryptid. You do. Oh, boy. I think... Oh, do you want me to go first? I don't care. Am I going first? Belly up to the bar, who, sir. Who, 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 who's my cryptid? Bigfoot. Bigfoot? No. Seas. No, we did, we did Bigfoot. For the... Food. Yeah, for the fast food one. Um, yeah. How about this week's? The, the Jersey Devil. Jersey Devil. Let's do Jersey Devil, okay. Chupacabra, and Loch Ness. Oh, God, I really don't want to listen to him doing a Scottish accent. Mm. <laughs> you know what? Just when, for that. How about yeah, Wendigo? Yeah. Did you guys do Wendigo? 
I don't think we did. Okay. Well, we'll do Wendigo then. Okay. So, so okay. Let's let's run through that one more time. Jersey Devil, me. You, yep. You're Jersey Devil. Mm-hmm. I'm Chupacabra. Chupacabra. Wendigo. Okay. All right. All right. Cling cling. That's the sound of okay. the uh, okay. the bell on the door. <laughs> cling cling. Cling cling. Cling cling. Because <laughs> they all have those at dive yeah. bars, don't you know? <laughs> Welcome, sir. Hey, what's up, man? <laughs> What can I get you this evening? Hey, me and my boys, we're hanging out at the Jersey Shore, right? With, like, uh, with the information. No, no, what's his name? The situation. <laughs> his brother, the information. <laughs> and uh, his sister, the uh, the amalgamation. And anyway, we want Jaeger bombs, yeah, boy. All right, I'll get you some Jaeger bombs. Very nice. Jersey Devil. Well said. Okay. Nice. Here's the, the your next bar sound. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome, sir. What can I get for you this evening? You look awfully thirsty. <laughs> oh. I'm always thirsty, S.A. I need, uh, I need your coldest cerveza for me and I have no friends. And uh, 17 shots of tequila straight from the goat's mouth, eh? You bitches! Shoot your teeth out! Ah! This goat's a court law! It's my lover! Would you like your tequila with or without the worm? All of them have worms in them, please! Do you have a food menu? We do. We offer a fine selection of Mexican delicacies. Oh, shit. <laughs> I fucking whizzed this one. I want all the tacos for me and my mates. See? It's just me and my fucking goat. Does your goat have a name? <laughs> it's dead. <laughs> dead? That's an odd name for a... I'm just... I've bellied up to the bar next to you. I, right. I guess so. What a weird name. What's your name? I'm the Jersey Devil, yeah! <laughs> nice, brother! Dang it! Let's high hoof! <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. You're being too loud. Oh, who's this? Oh, God. I, guys, I think this is the Wendigo. <laughs> you know what? I can't, I can't do voices. It's good. You know that. You already went with it. Yeah. We were there with you. Yeah. We had a scene set and everything. I want Kimmy Bloody Mary. Horses, dick. <laughs> Whoa, what kind of Bloody Mary are you? Oh, this fucker is hardcore, man. He wants a straight <laughs> from the deep. I see a horse right here. I'll bite his penis off. Fresh. Hey, only if you buy me some shots. Yeah, me and my boys. I fucking love these guys, man. <laughs> Does anyone, anyone want to play anything on the jukebox? We have a really sweet jukebox here. Bro, what do you got, man? You got some system of a down? Hey, man, I want some of the Nickelback. That's the only way I can get my goat to dance on my dick. <laughs> Ollie Bark at the moon. <laughs> Werewolf in London. You have a cold, man? Oh, I have big balls. I dig it. Do you want to see? Yes. <laughs> this is what we play here in Jersey, man. Get on the dance floor, goat! My jam! My jam! Get down! It's my jam, boy! Let's bring it! 
you got some molly. There's nothing quite like a bunch of cryptids doing fucking molly, man. And I got my dead goat on my dick. Here's my moonwalk. <laughs> I love it. I think we're all going to sleep together, right? <laughs> are, are we, I, I don't know about that, man. I got a motel room. We can all sleep together. It's it's only cool here. Uh, I, I think I gotta call my Uber. Fuck that shit. We are best friends now. <laughs> That's my favorite cryptid. At what if I I remember it now? Yeah, it's super fun. That's the one to go episode. Right? Weird that you would take it to dicks. That was the Jersey no Devil. Oh, Jersey that. Devil. Jersey Devil. Yeah, it always comes up dicks. Um, <laughs> the world always comes up dicks. It does. Anyway, that was fun. I'm glad we included a what if. That was a segment that we kind of go 50-50 on. I feel like we're always a little nervous about how it's it's kind of an improv sketch. So it's always a little bit like, mm, maybe or maybe not. It's like the debate thing. Even though I love the debate, we had a couple good ones and then we had a couple like, mm. so it's 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 always a trial and error. But we're always trying to come up with cool new segments. So I'm glad we yeah. included it. I yeah. think what if is a definite keep around because I have fun doing that. But you know what? If you listeners don't like it, well, go fuck yourself because we're going <laughs> to probably do it again. <laughs> Anyways, Josh, you look like you're ready to segue. So what do you got on deck? Well, I knew I had to play something where you talk about dicks a lot because this next clip is definitely you talking about dicks again. What? I can't imagine Me? where you got audio clips of that. You guys ever met one or thought that you did? I had an interview with one once. I, I, her name was Courtney Love. She sucked your soul three years. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Larry, did you, I have ever, not, do you no, think you've ever not, met a vampire? Not that I'm aware of. No. No. That doesn't even sound... I mean, I feel like if you did, your neck would kind of tingle a little bit. Just in remembrance. What about your dick? Because, I mean, a boner is just all blood. You think you would just get a big <laughs> erection and just be like, excuse me, I, I, I have to leave. Like how those some serial killers get like a sexual pleasure out of killing. They think maybe the vampires are getting a, a pleasure out of. Well, no, I don't think the vampires get a boner. I don't even really know if like the vampires, if, if, uh, if they can get wood unless they're sucking blood. That's what I'm wondering. Cause they're taking your blood and it's going down there or maybe it's, going into their tummies because they're hungry. I just, I imagine that in the, in, in the, well, I mean, like I said, I, I watched Fright Night and a lot of that is, is that whole seduction thing, but it's just fun because it's a great 80s horror comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the remake's not so bad. Side note. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I'm, I'm curious though, if, 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 if there really was a vampire, would you just automatically get a massive blood erection and just like almost faint? Kind of like you masturbated too much that day, and you're just like your your brain hurts. You mean just from seeing a vampire, or being seduced? Because you know how seduced in the in the in the in most movies it's it's a male seducing a female, right? But I'm wondering if like a female seduces a male, does he just get a massive boner and he can't move? Well, didn't they say like the aura of a vampire is enough to seduce? But then like the way they talk, the way they move, and so I mean, I would. Maybe that's going off that thought of a female vampire going to a guy. I feel like, yeah, yeah. Hmm. I wonder if that's what the V and Viagra stands for, vampire. 
if you're rationalized up more than four Vampire hours. blood. If I was Solid Snake, there'd be an explanation point about my head right now. <laughs> um, also, I want to say worst vampire are True Blood. Fuck True Blood. <laughs> All right. So, wow. Interesting clip. That is our second episode. That's the oldest clip we've done for these two episodes, yeah. actually. Mm-hmm. You can tell there's a lot of space in between words because usually we're just all talking over each other a bit. It's because we actually did that one together. We did. Yeah, it was uh, that was actually done at my old house. And strangely enough, I remember doing the research for that episode was kind of strange because we found out that there were actual modern day people who like (laughs) categorize themselves as actual vampires. Mm -hmm. So I would say it's worth a listen going back. Even the Bigfoot episode, I think our first inaugural 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 beautiful paralysis paralysis. Thank you. It's a fun. It's (laughs) I think I one one of the things I'm the most proud about with this this first season of this show is that I don't have an episode that I'm even though I know Larry wanted to quit during chemtrails. Mm. I still think they're fun to listen to and we've kind of had our peace and we're moving fast and forward and happy to continue. So let's do I think one more clip and then take a break. Does that sound good? Mm-hmm. All right. So what do we got on deck, Josh? Well, I played I play these sometimes in a certain order. And the reason why I played the vampire one is because, as you pointed out, it was the second episode we did. Now, the first two episodes we recorded together. Mm-hmm. Now, do you remember when that was? It was July. Yeah. July 11th. Yep. Somewhere around there. Now, what happens in July, like weather-wise? Fourth of, oh, well, I think it's uh, nice. It gets hot. hot. It gets hot, and hot. that's when we start Sticky. seeing tornadoes and whatnot. Oh, yeah. mm. So, if we were in Germany, we probably would have been hearing some kind of tornado alarms or tornado warnings. Right. Wow, that was that was weirdly timed, yeah. but yes. <laughs> so, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about a, a tornado warning. And even to the last, we're having like a spooky podcast yeah, well, right now. It, as soon as we started talking about Hitler, like these pretty, pretty intense thunderstorms yeah. rolled in. So I hope we don't have a power outage. Oh, shit. That's so sad. Okay. Uh, he does show up and you, I'm going to read this little thing here. It says in Caracol, the battle parties, the party battles Joker, who was handing, having a standoff with Hitler and the remaining long longinus. Hitler kills Queen Aquarius, who turns out to be Junko Caruso. We're under a tornado warning. An ideal in John's mother. We're under a tornado warning. Holy oh my. So all our listeners know if we book it, we are under a tornado warning. Um, Which one is the bad one? Warning. Warning is the bad one. All right. Oh, excellent. I just got a text from my wife. She's heading to the basement. Oh, hey, sorry, guys. We don't have a basement. If we all want to squeeze up into the bathtub. It's probably going to be a... Probably going to be a... I call Josh's my little spoon. Uh... (laughs) Okay. It's probably going to be it. <laughs> if it's a warning, that means there's it's one spotted. It means there's been one spotted. Where? Um, hmm. I don't know. Well, let's go ahead and... Can, do you have one more? No, uh, that's all I have for pop culture. I have one. Okay. And I'm, 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 I, I, it is a British sitcom called... Hold on just a second. I got to take this phone call. Hello? County. Are you in Kent County right now? We are in Kent We're County. Out- no. We're in Ottawa. We're in Ottawa, I guess. 
We're in Ottawa. Okay, good. What should I tell your mom? Get oh. to the basement? Yeah, get to the... Uh, j- just call get her up and let her, let her know. Okay. Are you in the basement? Right. Yeah, I'm in the basement with the animals. Cool. I was going to say, more importantly, is Chewy in the basement. Chewy! Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll call her right now. All right. It's only going until like 9.09. So okay. I'll call her. All right. All right, love you, bye. Love you, bye. Um, <laughs> it's the British sitcom called Heil, Honey, I'm Home. <laughs> what? Is that for real? It lasted... It lasted all of uh, one episode. Heil, honey. Heil, honey. Heil, honey. Heil, honey. Heil, honey. Hello. I'm home. Heil, honey. Heil, honey. Smile, honey. Because I'm home. Gee, it's great to be top gun, but it's nothing like the fun that I get when I say hi, honey, I am home. Hi, honey. Smile, honey. Gee, it's great to be back. Hi, honey, I'm home. Yeah, so, um, this was in 1990. No shit. Yes, it was a real sitcom in Britain, made one episode, it was canceled. I just thought that had to be brought up. That well, is un- the- unbelievable to hear. Yeah? You said 1990, right? Yeah. I would have assumed 1960. Mm-hmm. That's that's the thing. Is like you Throw that on the list of how the fuck did that get made? Yeah. Talk about a crazy, crazy moment during our pot. That's a that Hitler, shit just right? happened. I mean, there was another time uh, we had police cars outside while we yeah. were recording. And we like, didn't we keep recording when I went we and did. stared yeah. out the window? That's when we had our crazy neighbors. I miss them. So yeah, anything can happen while you're podcasting, and we don't edit it out. No, no, we whatever happens happens. We have Larry to thank, though, for the professional editing we get on this show. Um, I wanted to start a really great conspiracy show, and he's done an amazing job. So I just want to say that this first season, really, we owe it to this guy for anybody, any sort of. uh, you love fan. me. You really, really love keep, me. All the fans, keep going. Keep all, going. Yeah, all the rant, rant. And it w- if it wasn't for these two individuals across from me, uh, also Josh and April, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be the show it was now. So I'm grateful for this, and uh, I'm happy that we're going to continue on as long as we can. So we're going to take a quick break. And we make come, out. Yeah, we're going to make out. <laughs> it's going to be weird. In the bathtub. Four tongues in the bathroom. <laughs> Right on. We'll see you on the other side. to play e- easily the longest clip of anything that we've posted to this whole best of series. Um, 
This comes from the Russian sleep experiment episode. And without further ado, here we go. Let's get back to our poor, poor, poor <laughs> subjects in the sleepy, sl- non-sleepy chamber. So these, um, are, these political prisoners are probably not teenagers either on top of it. Right. No, they're, they're soldiers. Yeah. Wow. After five days, they started to complain about the circumstances and events that led to them being where they were and started to demonstrate severe paranoia. They stopped talking to each other and began alternately whispering to the microphones in the chamber. And also whispered by the porthole mirrors. Oddly, they all seemed to think they could win the trust of the experimenters by turning over their comrades. The other subjects in captivity with them, at first, the researchers, researchers suspected this was an effect of the gas itself. Mm-hmm. After nine days, oh. the first of them started screaming. He ran the length of the chamber, repeatedly yelling at the top of his lungs for three hours straight. He continued attempting to scream, but was only able to produce occasional squeaks because he blew out his vocal cords. Wow, that's thought. The researchers postulated that he had physically torn his vocal cords. The most surprising thing about this behavior is how the other captors reacted to it, or rather didn't. They continued whispering to the microphones until the second of the captives started to scream. The two non-screaming captives took their books apart, smeared page after page with their own feces, and pasted them calmly over the glass portholes. The the screaming promptly stopped. So did the whispering to the microphones. After three more days passed... The researchers checked the microphones hourly to make sure they were working, since they thought it was impossible that no sound could be coming with five people inside. The oxygen consumption in the chamber indicated that all five must still be alive. In fact, it was the amount of oxygen five people would consume at a very heavy level of strenuous exercise. On the morning of the 14th day, the researchers did something they said they would not to get a reaction from the captives. They used the intercom inside the chamber, hoping to provoke any response from the captives they were afraid were either dead or vegetables. They announced, We are opening the chamber to test the microphones. Step away from the door and lie flat on the floor, or you will be shot. Compliance will earn one of you your immediate freedom. To their surprise, they heard a single phrase in a calm voice response. We no longer want to be freed. Debate broke out amongst the researchers and the military forces funding the research. Unable to provoke any more response using the intercom, it was finally decided to open the chamber at midnight on the 15th day. The chamber was flushed of the stimulant gas and fitted with fresh air and immediately voices from the microphones began to object. Three different voices began begging as if pleading for the life of loved ones to turn the gas back on. The chamber was open and soldiers sent in to retrieve the test subjects. They began to scream louder and louder and louder than ever, and so did the soldiers when they saw what was inside. Four of the five subjects were still alive, although no one could rightly call the state of any of them to be in life. The food rations for the past five days had not been touched. There were chunks of meat from the dead test subjects, thighs and chest, stuffed into the drain in the center of the chamber, blocking the drain and allowing four inches of water to accumulate 
on the floor. Precisely how much of the water on the floor was actually blood was never determined. All four surviving test subjects also had large portions of muscle and skin torn away from their bodies. The destruction of flesh and exposed bone on their fingertips indicated that the wounds were inflicted by hand, not with teeth. As the researchers initially thought, closer examination of the position and angles of the wounds indicated that most of it, not all of them, were self-inflicted. The abdominal organs below the ribcage of all four test subjects had been removed. While the heart, lungs, and diaphragm remained in place, the skin and most of the muscles attached to their ribs had been ripped off, exposing the lungs through the ribcage. All the blood vessels and organs remained intact. They had just been taken out and laid on the floor, fanning out around the eviscerated but still living bodies of the subjects. The digestive tract of all four could be seen to be working digesting food. It quickly became apparent that what they were digesting was their own flesh that had been ripped out and eaten over the course of the days. Most of the soldiers were Russian special operatives at the facility, but still many refused to return to the chamber to remove the test subjects. They continued to scream to be left in the chamber and alternately begged and demanded that the gas be turned back on, lest they fall asleep. To everyone's surprise, the test subjects put on a fierce fight in process of being removed from the chamber. One of the Russian soldiers died from having his throat ripped out. Another was gravely injured by having his testicles ripped oh, off. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and an artery in his legs severed by one of the subject's teeth. Ah! Another five of the soldiers lost their lives if That's you count... That's nuts! <laughs> Another five of the soldiers lost their lives if you count ones that committed suicide in the weeks following the incident. In the struggle... One of the four living subjects had his spleen ruptured and he bled out almost immediately. The medical researchers attempted to sedate him, but they proved impossible. He was injected with more than ten times the human dose of morphine derivative and still fought like a cornered animal. I believe they call that the Charlie Sheen dose. Right. (laughs) Breaking the ribs and arm of one doctor. When When heart was seen to beat for a full two minutes after he had bled out to the point where there's no more of his vascular system pumping blood. Even after it stopped, he continued to scream and flail for another three minutes, struggling to attack anyone in reach and just repeating the word more over and over, weaker and weaker until he fell silent. The surviving three test subjects were heavily restrained and moved to a medical facility. The two with intact vocal cords continuously begging for gas, demanding to be kept awake. The most injured of the three was taken to the only surgical operating room that the facility had. In the process of preparing the subject to have his organs placed back within his body, it was found that he was effectively immune to the sedative that they had given him to prepare him for surgery. He fought furiously against his restraints when the anesthetic gas was brought up to put him under. He managed to tear most of the way through a four-inch wide leather strap on one wrist, even though the weight of a 200-pound soldier holding that wrist as well. It took only a little more anesthetic than normal to put him under, and the instant his eyelids fluttered and closed, his heart stopped. In the autopsy of the test subject that died on the operating table, it was found that his blood had tripled the normal level of oxygen. His muscles that were still attached to his skeleton were badly torn, and he had broken nine bones in the struggle to not be subdued. Most of them were from the force of his own muscles. The second survivor had been the first of the group. 
of five to start screaming. His vocal cords destroyed. He was unable to beg or object to surgery, and he only reacted by shaking his head violently in disapproval when the anesthetic gas was brought near him. He shook his head yes when someone suggested reluctantly that they try the surgery without anesthetic. It did not react for the entire six-hour procedure of replacing the abdominal organs and attempting to cover them with what remained of his skin. The surgeon presiding stated repeatedly that it should be medically possible for the patient to still be alive. One terrified nurse assisting the surgery stated that she had seen the patient's mouth curl into a smile several times whenever his eyes met hers. When the surgery ended, the subject looked at the surgeon and began to wheeze loudly, attempting to talk while struggling. Assuming this must be something of drastic importance, the surgeon had a pen and pad and fetched so the patient could write his message. It was simple. Keep cutting. The other two subjects were given the same surgery, both without anesthetic as well. Although they had to be injected with a paralytic for the duration of the operation, the surgeon found it impossible to form the operation while the patients laughed continuously. Once paralyzed, the subjects could only follow the attending researchers with their eyes. The paralytic cleared their system in an abnormally short period of time, and they were soon trying to escape their bonds. The moment they could speak, they were asking again for the stimulant gas. The researchers asked why they had injured themselves when they had ripped out their own guts and why they wanted to be given this gas again, and only one response was given. I must must remain remain awake. awake. All three subjects' restraints were reinforced and they were placed back into the chamber awaiting determination as to what should be done with them. The researchers facing the wrath of their military benefactors for failing for having failed the stated goals of their project, considered euthanizing the surviving subjects. The commanding officer and ex-KGB instead saw potential and wanted to see what would happen if they were put back on the gas. So, and that's the creepiest part to me, by the way. The researchers strongly objected, but were overruled. In preparation for being sealed in the chamber again, the subjects were connected to an EEG monitor and had their restraints padded for long-term confinement. To everyone's surprise, all three stopped struggling. The moment was let slip that they were going back to the gas. It was obvious that as this, at this point, all three were putting up a great struggle to stay awake. One of the subjects that could speak was humming loudly and continuously. The mute subject was straining his legs against the leather bonds with all his might, first left, then right, then left again, for something to focus on. The remaining subjects was holding his head off his pillow and blinking rapidly. Having been this first... Having been the first to be wired for EEG, most of the surprise, or I'm sorry, most of the researchers were monitoring his brainwaves in surprise. They were normal most of the time, but sometimes flatlined inexplicably. It looked as if he were repeating suffering brain death before returning to normal. As they focused on papers scrolling out of the brainwave monitor, only one nurse saw his eyes slipped shut at the same moment his head hit the pillow. His brainwaves immediately changed to that of a deep sleep. That flatlined for the last time as his heart stopped. The only remaining subject that could speak started screaming to be sealed in now. His brainwaves showed the same flatlines as one who had just died from falling asleep. The commander gave the order to seal the chamber with both subjects inside as well as three researchers. One of the named three immediately drew his gun and shot the commander point-blank between the eyes, then turned the gun on the mute subject and blew his brains out as well. 
He pointed his gun at the remaining subject, still restrained to a bed as the remaining members of the medical and research team fled the room. I won't be locked in here with these things, not with you. He screamed at the man strapped to the table. What are you? He demanded. I must know. The subject smiled. Have you forgotten so easily? The subject asked. We are you. We are the madness that lurks in all of you, begging to be free at every moment in your deepest animal mind. We are what you hide from in your beds every night. We are what you sedate into silence and paralyze. When you go to the nocturnal haven where we cannot tread, the researcher paused, then aimed at the subject's heart and fired. The EEG flatlined as the subject weakly choked out. So nearly free. Happy days. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I'll tell you something real because that was all fake. Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> mm. Tell a creepy story to make your friend's butt clench shut and then release that shit because it's not real. Come on, guys. The internet's full of these scary stories about stuff that seems real. You can see images of the Russian sleep experiment online. Um, <clears throat> that is a scary story, but at the same time, <clears throat> there's some fantastical premises and some of the lines probably are a little too perfect. Um, but that was fun. That episode is a lot of fun. What's I'm, up? I mean, I would say that what makes it creepy is the way that you tell it and then the way that Larry edited it as well. And then having that music in the background really just takes it up a notch. I mean, it's everything put together. It's like a good movie. It's a lot of pieces put together in a good way. Yeah. That's why it's and then you find out it's a creepy pasta. Yeah. I still don't know what the pasta part has to do with it. I, I just want to eat pasta whenever I hear creepy pasta. It just makes me think uh linguini. What is the creepiest pasta? Uh, probably Slender Man. No, I meant real pasta. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> spaghetti? Yeah, it does look like intestines. Because people will do things with the spaghetti sometimes. It's like, this fucking creepy pasta, and you flip it over and you this run is away. My, <laughs> my interpretation of pasta, don't interpretate it. Oh, this is angel, angel hair. Uh, it, I used just my pasta base, and then I used ragu, and uh, this ragu is more like ragu. <laughs> this is a vegan. Ah! And then yeah. I run away screaming. <laughs> That's always the scariest one. Leave it alone. Don't even touch the garlic bread. It's all fucked. Anyway, <laughs> I've been there. I've done that. So here we go with our second clip of segment two of best of part two. If you're keeping track, <laughs> Josh, what we got on deck? Well, after hearing a story about people that were, you know, eating one another, let's talk about our good friend, the Wendigo eating humans. I want to know right now while we're talking about cannibalism. First part of the human that you eat. Oh, oh, the buttocks. I, I want everyone. Yes, the buttocks. Yes. Right. Yes. Good marbling. Exa- exactly. Oh, yeah. Meaty. It's firm. There's there's really not a whole not lot of fat. It's 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 all a that lot right. of muscle. Not uh, yes. So flavor. That's that's what we're all about here. Yeah. For sure. I'm definitely eating ass. Yeah. If, if you're gonna survive, you got to eat the ass. How, how would you cook it? 
Oh man. Ooh. I mean, I, you don't have too many options. <laughs> you got charcoal out there? I, I would see grilling it. is what I'm thinking. Yeah, I would grill it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I would saute. I first had marinate it. <laughs> yeah, for a few days. Okay. Um, probably in, in like a I'm thinking like a Merlot. Oh, okay. I, I would I would marinate it in mm, wine. A whiny ass. And and then I would uh, probably sear it. Mm-hmm. And then bake it off after that. Oh, like get, so you get a nice little crust on the searing, and then it, then the rest of it's kind of uh, yeah, more like a medium rareish. <sighs> I assume the arms and the wait, leg, the thighs. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Hold on. Why wait. would you go to arms first? What, what would, would that be like a buffalo wing? Well. I want a little Your bit wingman. of... Like my grandma has that flappy bit underneath her arm. Right. That might be good. That could be, be good. Like burn ends or something. It's tenderized. <laughs> I'm thinking that the arm has the f- the least amount of fat and the most amount of like nice, well, if you cook it right, mm-hmm. meat. Uh, the thighs are also going to... They're going to have more fat, but mm-hmm. they're going to also have a lot more, like, really oh, good... For an appetizer? Toe poppers? Oh. Like popcorn. Mm-hmm. Like, like, a, like wrapped in bacon? Nothing about the word toe makes me want to eat. Oh, you can just suck the meat off of it? So, so is the dick like a corn dog then, or... Okay. That's a we delicacy, Nobody mentioned dicks. <laughs> like, they stick the popsicle thing right mm-hmm. in their mind. <laughs> if I hit a... Fully a dick? I, I just imagine like pickled dick, pickled like, dick. and then you can make tacos out of a china. Oh. I imagine like a lot of like child serial killers like pickled dick. Mm, mm, that sounds delicious. God. Mini corn dogs, corn dogs. Never mind. For real, what have we done with ourselves? Why <laughs> derailed Ooh, so hard? In a nice testicle dipping sauce. Fried ears would taste like fried ears. Rings. Ooh, that'd be like um Ooh. um oh what's uh uh, uh pork rinds. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Or, and also, sounds- I, I, you know, while we're at it, I'm for any meat you put on a stick. So, dick on a stick. Dick, dick meat. Dick it's, on a stick, man. I want a dick on a stick. So eyes would be like jalapeno poppers. Could be, yeah. yeah. You don't waste any part of the human body. Oh no. No, you got to make it all into submarine sandwiches. <laughs> mm-hmm. Some Italian dressing. Oh, just as the Native Americans would do. Oh, no, thank you. I just had Mexican last night. <laughs> I got a question for you. Uh, if you're using that <laughs> meat for a salad, what, what kind of dressing are you using? On a salad? On a dick salad? What kind of person are we eating? Italian? Jesus. Yeah, you want to be respectful. Yeah. <laughs> Marinate it in the, the sauce of their people. Mm-hmm. Ooh, oh, Canadian ears with maple syrup. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Mexican could be in tequila. Could be. Um, I don't know or hot sauce. how you make your tequila, but obviously it's out of meat. Uh, well, you know, it's, anything's good. Marinate it. Mm-hmm. True, true, true. Uh, let's see. Um, any kind of Asian food could be. Oh, Korean barbecue. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's good stuff. Mm-hmm. No, no. Some tempura, some Japanese tempura. Oh, yeah. Human wasabi. So- sushi. Just raw. Just raw. Oh. Good Lord. <laughs> you know, the Wendigo episode was great because my brother was on that one and he's Josh's cousin just as much as I am. And he is one of the few people that I 
love to death and uh well we have to have him on in season two he's his podcast right now has been going strong horse chatter you should check it out um they are i think they're on like episode 12 or something like that but anyway well he wanted to come on anyways eventually to promote that because they've been slowly building up steam so yeah they don't um, horse around over there nope hey nope (laughs) nope that was for Larry to say. That's nay. a Larry. Nay, I got beat there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's fun to hear him on here. So um, let us continue on with our next clip, Joshua. What we got? <laughs> We're going to be staying in the Wendigo episode. Oh, geez. That was a good one, I guess. <laughs> because it's funny because the, the last one is a clip that Larry pulled. And this is a clip I pulled. And I... I'm not even going to say what it is because we have something from this clip that has been used many times in the show on the soundboard. Wendigoag are believed to roam around the forest where the Algonquins lived and forest dwellers that disappeared over the years are rumored to have been eaten by these creatures. Many Wendigo sightings have been reported over time, not only by Native Americans, but white settlers as well. So there were people that saw these things through time. Not just Native Americans mm-hmm. who are just trying to like sell us bad weed. Could it? Oh, you never do that. Could it have been it happens. a deer during rutting season? Just you ever like, see what the velvet is like? It looks like blood on their antlers. Everybody do an impersonation of what a deer actually really sounds like. No. <laughs> 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 Your dog's looking at you like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) Every time you do it, her ears shoot up. For those watching at home. All right. I'm just saying they don't they don't sound pretty. But Larry, I need to hear it. Hey Bob, tough day at the office. You know the old rat race. Go take the kids up to Tennessee this weekend. Perhaps in Asheville. See the sights and sounds. And hobbling into the scene is the racist claymation Santa Claus. (laughs) I want to be a dentist. Oh, we found your voice. Okay, so... (laughs) Before we... Before we do too many impersonations of deers. Oh, dear. Yeah, that that that's uh it's funny because that whole that voice that I came up with for for uh the sound of a deer or whatever um that came from um growing up in this area and enough hunters were just basically like um yeah they were like deer sound deer sound like shit have you ever heard a deer like talk to another deer and it's just like the most like again unpretty that point in the show second segment anyway no it's it's not sexy at all it's very like like it's just very pointed and just quick and concise yeah like that So I'm pretty happy. I'm pretty happy with my my uh, my version of the deer. So anyway, I liked it. That was a good clip. Wendigo is a good episode. That's in the 50s area, I think. Sure. Or maybe 40s, 30s, maybe even 30s. Yeah, I don't know. Um, 
<laughs> again, my brother was on that one. He's a great guy. You should check him out. He uh, we'll have him chatter. on again. Horse cheddar. Mm. What do we got next? I like cheddar. So after Ryan does drink too much, uh, obviously he stumbles over names and words and whatnot. And this was a recommendation by April. This is my favorite by far of anything probably ever on this show. I go back and listen to this fairly regularly because it always makes me laugh. Damn. And yep, that's the time that Ryan was trying to name Cthulhu. Cthulhu, according to fandom.wikia.com. Ooh. Now, Cthulhu has all these different names. Are you ready for them? Sure. Tulu. Clulu. 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 Cthulhu. 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 Physicians. There's a persona for Mrs. Robinson. High priest of the great old ones, the great dreamer, the sleeper of Raleigh. The star spawn. Uh, now, what kind of powers and abilities do you think Cthulhu has? Swimming. <laughs> I bet Breathing so. underwater. Breathing <laughs> underwater. Another one. Superhuman strength. Well, well he's not a human. In view, in verner, in ver, fuck. Physicians. Inverna. <laughs> Why can't I say this word? Yes. <laughs> I'm like, in Inver- I can't even say the word. Why can't I say this Try to say it again. Invul- <laughs> Let's just break it down. No, Larry, Larry, break it down. Up. Syllable by syllable. Invulnerable. Invulnerability. Invulnerability. There you go. God damn it. <laughs> Flight, madness, manipulation. So that's kind of like the whole like anxiety control thing. And then immortality, telepathy, and reality manipulation. So the ultimate X-Men. Pretty much. So... If I could impart to you listeners, try checking out what the Cthulhu wiki says about the different names because they are unpronounceable. Like it's all over the map. Some of the names are insane. So I basically just at that point, I probably had a super buzz going on and I was just like, I'm going to try to say these names real quick. (laughs) So I threw them out there for you. That's what you got. Zanzizi's a BB. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, yes, that's the authentic one. I don't even know what episodes that. I don't either. I think that was just an off episode thing that just popped up while recording. I can't even guess. So how many clips do we have left? I have one left. All right. So after this, we're going to do a quick quiz. But here, let's let's do. Um, this final clip that you guys selected. All right. So this last clip, anybody who's been listening since, well, episode two at the very least knows that I have targeted and picked on a certain celebrity 
Oh, over yeah. the course of this entire first season. Now, granted, in the beginning, it happened a lot, almost every episode. And I was like, you know, I should probably slow down a little bit and make it a little less obvious that it's going to be there. But I felt and I think that we all agree this was the best one. And this is from the recent MK episode. In one corner, a sleeping dog. An M cave. It's vibrating. Maybe it was a Hanson song. M cave. M cave. Do it again now. Any other corner? Four podcasters you trust with your life. Still doing that, huh? I just say. No, I'm saying listeners are still trusting us with their lives. That's. Is that's a on poor them. choice. <laughs> Why not? I trust the puppy more than us. So, the verdict is this, ladies and gentlemen. The judge needs to know: Is there such thing as a mystical cave? As a place that's evil? As we have explored with the M cave? Or is it just? Is it just something that? somebody stumbled upon that has no bearing. I don't think it has anything to do with that. But that's what I'm just going to say. So Josh, what do you think of this M cave? Yeah, I think the only evil caves that are around is Courtney Love's vagina. And that's well been your best Courtney Love yeah. jokes of the whole show, season one of this show. Quite a whole. Matthew Broderick, Broderick, I'm coming for you next season. Oh, my. Wow. Such wow. A, such a nice guy, too. Matthew Broderick, what did he do to you? Wasn't he in that really bad Godzilla movie? Yeah, that's he true. Was. He was. Like, Fair enough. Like he wouldn't have been in it. He's also he's also well, that's besides I mean, the point. Been, of course, you would have been Godzilla, but still, he's well, also yeah. he's also <laughs> that's the coolest part. You gotta t- you gotta be the leading man. He's also married to a horse, I think. Yay! Really, we're gonna hurt her too. Okay. From all accounts, a very lovely lady, very nice, yeah, yeah very you, giving. Why well, gotta be such a dick? Sorry, it's a comedy show. I'm just Jeez. obviously we hate Kevin Sorbo, so we should. Just- you know what, Kevin Sorbo? Yeah, he's season two. Kevin Sorbo, you're a dick. We're coming for you, Sorbs. We we refrained on these bestos, mm. but I was angry with him. Well, you guys can comb through those episodes. We have them, Grand Rapids <laughs> Comic Con. We have a lot of things for you to check out, but um, there's clips that probably people really like that we didn't add to these bestos, but that's fine because you know what. We loved them too. We love every episode. We always pour our hearts into this show. We really do work hard on this and we want this to be your favorite podcast that you come back to and recommend to a friend. So without further ado, it is time for us to get... Let's get quizzical, quizzical. Right, lady and gentlemen, according to the standings here, this one's for all the marbles. 
Oh, shit. Oh, my. Yes, you will win 12 marbles. I only have two marbles. Oh, I hope there's uh, the bigger one. It's actually a marbled cake. That's usually the right side. Oh, you know, I will punch you both in the throat. (laughs) (laughs) So we're all tied up. This is the tiebreaker. Question number one. You didn't say what the quiz was about. Oh, this is about... You're right. I didn't. Good catch. See, I was testing you. Do, do I get a point? You know. Uh, question. <laughs> this is, these are t- questions about the year 2017. The events that happened, the pop culture, the sports, the whatever. Oh, shit. So we'll, we'll start with... Uh, I didn't pay attention. Question number one. What co-founding member of the band ACDC... Josh. Malcolm Young. Is left... Oh, come on! So what happens when you jump the gun... Died in November of 2017. <laughs> yes, you're correct. It was Malcolm. <laughs> I'm sorry. I get excited. <laughs> Question number two. I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> what internet search engine company was hit with a $2.7 billion fine for engaging in antitrust behavior? A, Google, B, Alta Vista, C, Yahoo, D, Bing, or E, Ask Jeeves. Wait, wait, can you repeat that? The internet search engine company was hit with a $2.7 billion fine for engaging in antitrust behavior. Ryan. Ryan. A. That is correct. It was Google. Wow. I know. European Union claimed that Google was giving its own comparison shopping service an advantage. Hmm. So there you go. Wow. 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 Google. Google. Question number three. Wow. What Major League Baseball team won the 2017 World Series defeating the Los Angeles Dodgers four games to three? A, the Houston Astros. B, the Chicago Cubs. C, the Los Angeles Angels. Or D, the New York Yankees. Josh. Astros. That is correct. Josh, too. Ryan on April. How you doing? Yeah. Which... Of the following TV shows did not make its de- debut in 2017. A. The Handmaid's Tale. B. Stranger Things. C. The Orville. Or D. Riverdale. Josh. Ryan. Josh. Stranger Things. That is correct. Josh. Man. Ryan won. Riverdale's technical. Okay, never mind. Question number five worth 72 points. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> this is the one. What TV show won Outstanding Drama Series at the 69th Primetime Emmy Awards? A. The Handmaid's Tale. B. House of Cards. C. Westworld. D. The Crown. Josh. Ryan. Josh. B. That is incorrect. April. April. I said Ryan. Okay, go ahead, April. Handmaid's Tale. You are the winner of today's game and the champion of 2017. You got 72 points. I know. I've never even heard of that show. It's good. It's actually really good. Like, honestly. Don't don't worry, Josh. That's why they won. I don't think I've seen any of those shows. (laughs) Check it out. Well, that's been your best of part two of season one. Uh, Wow. I cannot believe we're already done, guys. It's been so much fun to recollect on the past. Yeah. To hang out and just kind of listen to ourselves as we grew as a podcast. Yep. Um, (laughs) I grew at the waistline. (laughs) My dick grew. 
No, I'm just kidding. Um, sort of. So there's. <laughs> we've oh, all Lord. we've all been through a lot of He's things. Half cocked. <laughs> we've all been through a lot of things this year. It's been a fun time. Some of it's worse than others. Yeah. Oobly. Yeah, a lot of things have changed since we've started the show. And yes. so I'm curious for you guys, what is the biggest thing that has happened to you since starting this? We'll start with Link. <laughs> wow. The biggest thing that has changed for me is, uh, you know what? Uh, was the news to find out that uh, my brother and my sister will be moving and back into town. They've been living in Chicago. I haven't seen him in, I mean, like I've seen him, but he hasn't uh, lived. I spent 20 years, so. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it's yeah. been that long. April. When did the first episode air? Before. 11, uh, 2016. That was awfully specific. Well, then I guess mine would have to be that I had a friggin' baby. Yeah, that's a pretty friggin' baby would be friggin correct. baby. <laughs> it's pretty life changing. Turns out who'd have thunk. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would say that, um, you know, I'm not even going to say the baby because you already did. Okay. But mm, I mean, <laughs> I'm going to look at the, what we have here. I mean, as we've said before, if you go back to the very, very beginning, this was an idea between Ryan and Larry that they were going to record this, this podcast and Ryan and I had been on a podcast before. And yeah. And so I they, know that podcast, <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> They brought me in uh, as a guest because they, that was the idea in the beginning was to try and have guests very frequently. And they, they brought me in and just that they kept showing up at the door. Yeah. It, it just, it, it, we, we, the first two we did in Ryan's basement. Then we were in Larry's, uh, upstairs, the man's Mansylvania. <laughs> and then we had, a between doing that and then trying to do them online, which we said in the last oh. episode, how those were. And then now, and then we moved them to Let's my the house mm-hmm. and that's when April started doing the show with us. And since then, because you got to think in the beginning you had EFIS and we had conspiracy therapy. Mm-hmm. And since then we have also introduced uh, the stiff joystick podcast, which I mean, we're not mm-hmm. doing it's, oh. it's on hiatus. We'll say, and then you had the bud miles show. Same thing. Kind of. Yep. Bud miles. Away. And then there's women with wine. Uh, Legit show. We have all, when we started this, we had a, a, well, we had this one recorder and a mixer that, I mean, nothing we'll say huge mm-hmm. since then we have upgraded almost all of the equipment. And when we say we, we mean Larry. Well, no, because <laughs> I've been using PayPal link y'all. I've been, I got my computer, mm-hmm. which has been in, I use in every episode. I mean, Larry's using his tablet and almost every, well, in every episode, like we, we have upgraded our equipment here from since when we started and uh, I, the quality of the show and the weight of my wallet has changed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, just the quality of the show from the beginning to now, it's 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 almost a, a different show now. It's it's incredible. So, it's it's been a an awesome adventure for us to all be on and I mean, when we started, I mean, Ryan and our cousins, but Larry and I, we were uh kind of just acquaintances mm-hmm. in the beginning and now I mean, I consider you like my best friend. Yeah. So, He's it's a godfather. It's just, yeah. <laughs> so it's just been, it's been a, a really crazy journey for one season. 
one season. season what's going to happen? Yeah. Well, what's going to happen next year? That's we're going to get our dicks wet. So is April. Okay. Okay. Well, what about you, Brian? What big thing happened to me since I started this show? Yeah, Ryan. <laughs> I got a John Ball Zoo membership, of That's course. Good. <laughs> I like John Ball Zoo. No, yeah. I don't. I've been nah. there a million times. It's not even special anymore. You know what? You guys have been listening to the show. I'm your host, and I've probably mentioned offhand a few things that have happened. But I will say this. A big thing that happened is I realized that this was something that I really wanted to do, something that was really important to me. Um, I didn't know what angle I wanted to take with a podcast, but I feel like this is something that, one, we can inject humor into, but also have good conversation. And it's always so hard to figure out. if If you're new to podcasting, it's always way more difficult to kind of figure out an angle. And with with this show, I think it's perfect because it's it. We're all four level minded human beings who just want to kind of also have a conversation, but also delve into the subject a little bit. Get some facts in there, like even just covering um, with John Benet was so so um, t- unbelievable to 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 find out these facts about certain individuals that. Just finding out that the cops were so dis- disconnected to the whole crime scene. Finding out that like one cop showed up and all their friends came through the crime scene. Finding out that like it, during the the M Cave episode, how shitty the internet was. Even though we knew the internet was shitty, but it was so much more shitty than you can even imagine. Or even doing the Operation Northwoods episode, where it's like this is all fact. Or Philadelphia experiment where it's all fact, but the one shitty thing isn't confirmed that like where people just disappeared. It's just it's crazy doing this show. Um, the show I want to focus on more than anything really kind of lifted the veil a bit for me when it comes to just reading and researching and learning new things. And it's not that I've become like concerned that Bigfoot is going to steal all our women and, and take all our jobs. But it's just like, I'm having a good time hanging out with my friends and doing a show. And that's really what I want you guys to, to feel if you've enjoyed this show, this first season. And I cannot wait to see what we cover in season two. So, uh, does anybody have anything they want to say before we sign off for this first season? That was that was a hell of a send off between the two of you. Oh. I feel like we need to get out our string instruments and play ch- until the ship goes down. Can I change my answer now? <laughs> sure. You know, what? go for it. No, just kidding. <sighs> everybody, everybody, ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah, nobody's got time for your bullshit, <laughs> bitch. All right, hey. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy Happy New Year. Year. I hope you stick to not smoking, guys, because we're going to all four of us quit smoking. Mm -hmm. Yep. I just bought a pack. It's for me to go to Virginia while you guys are up here, and I'm sad because I want to hang out with you guys. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so sad that you went through the trouble of getting time off of work and, and then and yeah, buying a plane buying ticket, a plane ticket, ticket it, which yeah. was super fucking expensive. I bet you cried the whole time. Yeah. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, American Airlines. We're not going to do Secret Santa with Ryan now. No, nope. uh, that's okay. I still love you, anyways. 
<laughs> I still love you guys. I still love you listeners. Please stay with us because we have so much more to delve into. Indeed. I cannot wait for you to hear what we have planned. Cannot wait for you to just write in and tell us everything you want to know about our show at conspiracy therapy show at gmail.com at conspiracy T show. If you want to see us when we drop episodes on Mondays and our Facebook Potomatic, you know, all that stuff. So anyway, that's been your episode. We will see you in season two, ladies and gentlemen. Out of the tree of life, I just picked me a plum. You came along and everything started into hum. Still, it's a real good bet. The best is yet to come. Best is yet to come And babe, won't that be fine You think you've seen the sun But you ain't seen it shine Wait till the warm-up's underway Wait till our lips have met And wait till you see that sunshine day Nothing yet The best is yet to come And babe, won't it be fine Best is yet to come Come the day of mine This has been a presentation of Beer City Media 